The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. And welcome back to the 630 Chet Afternoon News. We've been asking for your stories about wedding reception mishaps, and we've gotten a ton of them. I know we've got a caller or two to get to as well. But listen, you've got to retell that story you just told me. Uh, it's just so embarrassing, though. Please. Oh. I was at a, a friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. I, I knew both the bride and the groom, and they had finished kind of the, the formal speeches. And the bride and groom had already given their thank you speech, and they were kind of settling down, and we were about to play some of the bridal games. And suddenly, not no open mic time, the groom's aunt gets up there, and she says, Hi, I'm, I'm the groom's auntie. That's my nephew right there. And she's like, When he was a little boy, I would take him down to the water, and ooh, was he scared of the water. He would say to me, Auntie, Auntie, there's fish in there. And then she put the mic down and went and sat back down at her table. Well, yeah, that's you got to close on that. <laughs> Fish in the water bit? Yeah, you that's... You should have seen... The, boom. The bride and groom's faces, like, they didn't... They just tried to hold it so... Like, I have no idea what's happening here. Everybody wants their wedding to be perfect. <laughs> it never is. No. And that, that's what I told you before you got married. I told my daughter before she got married, my son, you'll do the best to, to organize. <laughs> it will not go the way you think, but it just is what it is. What's mm-hmm. uh, happening on our text line? Oh, there's some good stories here. This one says, at uh, my brother's wedding... Of course, it uh, did the refresh quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just hum. I usually just hum. I'm just going to... Okay, here we go. Just going to open it right on up here. Okay. At my brother's wedding, another brother tried to give a toast as the best man. He was very nervous and as such was only given one line. I would like to toast the bride and the groom. His nerves got the better of him and instead what came out was... This is a toast to the effing groom. Oh, no. Since then, he has not spoken publicly and has refused to give a speech even at his own daughter's wedding. Uh, probably a good move on that <laughs> on that front. You know, so he went dirty. Eh? People, when they're nervous, go blue. That's just weird. Is that but, how it works? Yeah, absolutely. That's just a function of nerves. Um, Okay, I don't think I can read all of this because it's pretty good. This is from Iggs. He said, My best man got up for a toast uh, to my wife and proceeded to tell a story about the stag in which Mm. one friend passed out in a hot tub and another friend put his... Can you say... His appendage? His stuff on my friend's face. Who then asked, Who ordered... Stuff. <laughs> Funny story in the moment, but my father-in-law's straight and narrow, very religious parents oh. were quite disturbed after the confusion passed. There's a lot wrong with that <laughs> scenario. One is, uh, and I get that that you know that's funny in the moment, but in the age of social media, I hope nobody got a picture. Uh, it, the only thing that would make that story worse is if they Instagrammed that bad boy. But, but let's not be putting those on each other's heads, and and let's not be telling that story at weddings because you have to, again, you have to know your audience. Here's a good example. We'll do this text, then we'll get to the sure. phone lines. But uh, this is a good example of maybe conversations should happen between the groom and the best man, and yeah. the, and whoever's doing speeches. Maybe have a conversation about things you don't want said mm-hmm. at your wedding just in case so i was a groomsman and my friend was the best man for our other friend and uh, well the best man tells a story about how we all got fitted for the groom's wedding to another girl two years earlier (sighs) that got called got called off because he got caught with the bride to be before the first wedding oh that's a that's a double jeopardy situation right there oh so we cheated on and that oh 
And they thought it would be funny to say, we've already been through this once before. That's hilarious. Uh, right. In a locker room. And probably that's where that story should uh, stay. Don wants to tell us a story. Hey, Don. Hi. I Hi. have three quick ones. Oh, sure. One goes for way back, so it kind of makes it more it, worse because it's about 30 years ago and times have changed. Uh, maybe not so shocking now. <laughs> but uh, it was um, the groom, uh, the, yeah, the the best man told uh, started to tell a story about the, about them being at a at a gay bar and and the uh, mother of the bride or mother of the groom was uh, pretty horrified. So that was the first one. So wait a minute, who was at a gay bar? The the best man and the groom. Oh my goodness. Okay. And of course, <laughs> might be a bit of a first time the pink mother of the groom had heard such a story that they had done such a thing. Hmm. So that was the first one. The second one was. Um, a, a very, uh, a very vulgar story told. A very long vulgar story told by a best man at a cousin's wedding, and it was so bad that everybody sitting at the tables no longer made eye contact with anybody else. They just everybody just kind of uh, fidgeted and looked down and tried to endure. And then I ended up getting myself even a call from the groom's father. To apologize. Really? Wow. Was, and who is, of course, probably the one writing the big check for the reception, right? Yeah, it yeah. was pretty bad. And the last one was, well, it was it was like it was life changing or relationship changing, and that was at my son's wedding when the best man got up and made um, comments. Uh, they were they were coworkers as well, and made a he had he had kind of given warning that he was going to. Uh, he said something about embellishing something or whatever, but. My son never clued in, and then he said, uh, just talked about a uh, job done in the Callowit and how it was uh, it was messed up and it took him a lot of days to fix it up with the boss sitting in the... Oh, office. no. <laughs> yeah. Another story that should have probably not been told. Appreciate it, Don. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for listening. Oh, Don didn't say goodbye. She just hung up on me just like that. I had forgotten, but she, Don just reminded me. I was at a wedding, and, you know, I'm the worst in public anyway. I've said how socially inept I am. I am socially inept. I, I, I just, I embrace that. Well, I don't embrace it, but I I own it. There are times that I see you in the same restaurant and I call your name and wave. And right. And I completely ignore it. Right. And I'm like, I can't remember her name. Um, <laughs> and that's why my wife is so good because as we are in a social environment, she will often whisper in my ear who is walking towards me. So that's so-and-so, or that's, you know, or I will ask her, and, and this, you know, this includes people who I've known for a long time, but I can't remember their wife's name or, you know, whatever. But we were at a wedding one time. There were the, our friends, a couple who were friends of ours, their daughter was getting married, and the best man got up, up to give his speech, and he made reference to the bride several times, but in glowing terms, like what a wonderful woman she was and how she was going to be so great for his friend and that... A lot of times guys feel like they're losing a friend when they get married, but I don't feel that way because I feel like I'm gaining a friend. And, and it was beautiful. And, and I looked around, but the reaction was not good at the table. And I asked Carol, what's the problem? He was saying the name of this guy's last girlfriend. girlfriend Not the oh. bride. Oh. And I, I, simple mistake. Nerves. Nerves. Let's just hope the groom doesn't take that back to the hotel that night. Well, Same habit. yes. You don't, that's, there's several places where you don't want to yell out the wrong name. The wedding reception is one and the others you just mentioned. Uh, let's take our break. Uh, when we come back, more of your texts. Hey, welcome back to the 630 Chet. 
Afternoon news. Uh, yeah, can't can't <laughs> read that text, but take it for granted that I laughed right out loud. He sure did. But see, there therein lies the key, right there. Right. So there's a text, totally inappropriate to read on the air, but it did. I'm saying it did make me laugh out loud. But that's what I mean. When you're an MC or when you're giving a toast at a wedding, the fact that it's funny should not be the benchmark for whether or not you use it in your speech. Because comedy, again, very subjective, right? You have to know your audience. So, Who are you respecting and who are you disrespecting? Right. And what are the implications of what you're saying? And and, and again, you know, you have to worry. I've, I've said this before. There was this thing. I don't know when it started. And it sort of tapered off a little bit where brides and grooms started hiring comedians to come perform at their receptions. And I did lots of them. And in most cases, I'm still in contact with the couples to see how they're doing. I feel somewhat invested in their marriage now, but I've never met any of them before. I got hired just as a comedian to do it. But the pressure I felt um, was enormous because this is the most important day of their lives and I don't want to be part of ruining it. See, you're you're going against everything you said. You said get a professional MC, but you're going to have no less Who knows about- the couple but has a good sense of humor and, and good technique, right? I don't know the couple at yeah. all. So, but they're hiring me because I'm a relationship comic, right? And I guess my only point there is, as a professional who speaks into a mic for a living, I go in feeling this tremendous pressure not to ruin the day, but as the best man, he, in many cases, doesn't. Or, it's not just, I shouldn't just focus on best men. Maids of honor and, and others, aunts, uncles. I've seen some, I mean, listen, I, my ex-wife at my daughter's wedding did not plan, and that's another thing, people, huge mistake, where they go, well, I'm just going to wing it, right? Don't ever wing it. Don't ever wing it. You're going to get up in front of an audience, you're going to get really nervous, and everything you thought you were going to say is going to go zipping out of your head, and you're not going to have it, and you're, you have no script in front of you, and I wouldn't suggest a script that you read, because nobody is entertained by listening to somebody read, but have points that you wanted to make, right? So my ex-wife got up at my daughter's wedding, and talked about she she i think wanted to talk about how um her new son-in-law met the daughter my daughter through golf that they were at the same driving range or something and it just was a stream of consciousness about how to correct a hook (laughs) like it just went into this 10 minutes on how you you know she just shanks that ball and you know it's like what you Am may I al- listening to? You may also want to temper how much you drink before you do your speech sure. and then really party after. I I <laughs> went to a girlfriend's wedding and I think her father had really good intentions being the father of the bride. Um, he had to do a speech and him and his wife were divorced. So he went up there solo and he said, I've been planning this speech for 34 years <laughs> for my beautiful little girl. Oh. And it, everyone's like, oh, yeah. oh so nice. He's like, and then you get here and you realize you just spend a whole bunch of money <laughs> and this guy who's just now on the scene is going to take her away. She's, she, when is she going to visit? No, just take my money. And everyone's like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He uh, went on quite the rant. <laughs> the MC came up, like had to do the rub on the back and yeah. take the mic away. Oh, my goodness. Really? Oh, yeah. He my was, father-in-law. He's into one. 
God rest his soul. He's gone now, been gone for more than 10 years. I loved that guy, loved that guy. Was dead against me marrying his daughter. Like, I mean, dead against it. Said, in fact, when I first got engaged, that it would be over my dead body that I would marry Carol. That's what he said to me in front of a lot of people. We came to really love each other. We became really, really close friends. But at my wedding, not all of that at our wedding, not all of that had settled yet. So when he got up to give a speech and he was told and he, and he confirmed that what he was going to do was welcome me into the family, um, he kept referring to our wedding as this situation. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, I want to thank Gail, his wife. I want to thank Gail for all the hard work she put into this situation. It was like, wow, that is truly awkward. And I had intended to get up and just talk about how I'd won him over. But uh, nope. nope. Clearly I had not. I think when you get a bill, that probably changes your outlook on things. Like if, with your story, Ed, mine, I think perhaps at that point he had the bill and realized he went back to not liking me again. Is it worth it? Yeah. Am I? Um, should I be rolling the dice at this level with this guy? This is on the same theme. We got this text into six thirty, six thirty. I was at a wedding, and the best man goes into how he is friends with both the bride and the groom, and was before they got together, and will still be friends with them, even if the marriage doesn't work out for them. <laughs> wow! In in the best man speech, yeah. you really think? I mean, these days statistics says, suggest that he might be. But right. that's a conversation to have when you hear they're on the rocks, mm-hmm. much much later, not on the their happy night. Yeah, it is fun though. I mean, maybe I don't know. Is it the comedian in me or is it the you know what in me? That I, those are the highlights for me though of wedding receptions because everybody gives basically the same speech. It's the mishaps. I mean, it's like watching a blooper reel or something. I mean, isn't that really the most entertaining part of a movie? I I, I miss the days, and I don't know why they don't do it as often. Blooper shows or they show the outtakes at the end of a movie. That's I stick around in theaters and the lights go on and there's no well, bloopers. The You're like, are going, yeah, yep. like ah, oh, no way. But, uh, yeah, no, I like those kind of situations. Now that I think about it, I'm thinking of tons of situations of weddings at both my own and others. I mean, there's so many miscues that happen. And it's like it's like you think, I should have told the best man not to mention my previous relationships. You know what I mean? But you're like, why would I think to tell the best man that? Wouldn't, he should know that. Yeah, wouldn't common sense dictate that he wouldn't no. do that? But that gets me back. That cycles me back to what I said. Pick carefully who who's going to speak on your behalf and another great example and i i promised i'd never bring this up on the radio but i officiated my son's wedding and i think i nailed it and i'll, I'll tell you why i think i nailed it because my ex-wife who never says a kind word about me ever and vice versa came up to me and hugged me after that service and said i was i was mad they asked you but it was beautiful you nailed it that's what she said so that night at the reception, the two, the couple gets up, my son and his new wife, and thank everybody except me. That happens, and I'm sure they feel very bad about it. Well, it became awkward because I wanted to know if they realized they forgot me. Like, I wasn't, I don't want to say I wasn't upset. I was kind of like, oh, that's weird. Um, but I just wanted to know out of pure curiosity if they at some point realized, oh my God, or if somebody told them, right? So I asked my daughter, hey, if you've been talking to Dave, like, do you happen to mention that you forgot to thank me? And girls, right? So she tells Dave, dad's upset that you didn't thank him at the wedding. And then Dave doesn't talk to me for like a month because his thinking is, 
that's what you got for my wedding, that you're upset I didn't say your name, like you don't get enough attention. It created this really, like to do it over again, I wouldn't mention it to anyone. It is awful when it happens. And that was some advice that I've been passing on to my friends who are getting married is I... I wrote kind of just general points, like you said. I didn't want to be reading off a script yep. for the groom and the bride. And so what I did for Travis and I is I put groom thanks vendors, right. uh, bride thanks international guests, like and didn't specify names of anyone. Perfect. And when we named, but then when we went through the vendors, one of our very close friends offered as our wedding gift to do all of our wedding pictures. And he came from Edmonton to the shoe shop where we got married, did all of our engagement photos completely for free. And just because in the moment it mm-hmm. slipped my mind, it wasn't that... He wasn't I, on a list of checks you no, wrote or whatever. No, I will be yeah. forever grateful for what he did. And those the photographs we have are the ones we will look at the most of any pictures Oh, I was going to say, did you realize you had made that mistake when the photographs arrived and they were all blurry? <laughs> no, he came <laughs> or up... Or had a big watermark on them? Came up immediately after our, our thank you speech. He came up and said, "The sun is setting. I'd love to take you out for more photos." And in seeing his face, mm-hmm. I just said, "I am so sorry. I am so grateful." And he said, "Not a big deal, but you know it was." And it's not about the thanks, sure, but it's also about the thanks. You know, the good news there, and perhaps this is too late to tell you, but the good news there is you can still help him an awful lot, or you could have still helped him an awful lot because if you put the photographs up or one or two of them up on Facebook, Twitter, you could keep crediting his studio, right? So he gets more work out of it. Look at me trying to solve problems and I can't solve my own. Let's take our last break and then we'll set up the next hour. And welcome back. Uh, just summing up, wrapping up the first hour of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. We've been talking about reception, wedding mishaps. You said you had a great uh, is, text. I wouldn't say great. Okay. It is horrifying. You said, I got to read this, so I yes, heard this, great. This is from Don. Okay. He said, I was at a wedding in Calgary in the late 1980s with my then-girlfriend. It's about 11 at night, and the bride comes up to the microphone and says... I hope after what I'm about to say to everyone, you'll still stay and have a good time for the rest of the night. She had changed out of her gown into comfortable clothes, so we were all expecting her to say that the bride and groom would be leaving for the night. Completely fair. Nope. Instead, she said she just caught the groom and the maid of honor upstairs doing the nasty and that she was filing for divorce on Monday morning. Yep, she called the groom out right there and then. He did not appear back at the dance and everyone was gone by 11.30. Wedding's gone wrong. Wow, you can't top that. No. You know, he must have been a young man because you know you got to go into action later on. What are you doing on the wedding night? Well, that's the inappropriate part, but it's just... Oh, is that the only inappropriate part? Well, I mean, I guess there's... The timing? It's like an onion. There's many layers to it. (laughs) I'm just saying there's a pretty good chance you're going to be expected to, you know get together with your wife that night. 11 o'clock, it's kind of, I think that was kind of the normal time that the bride and groom would do the kind of the grand exit. Yeah, well, that's a a pretty grand exit. But for her to come down and be like, please, we've, I mean, my father's already paid for it. You might, (laughs) you might as well stay and enjoy the, the DJ's here until two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go home and have a glass of wine and think about the decisions I've made. (laughs) You know what? I, I'm jealous that I wasn't at that wedding. Are you? Yes, because I would have run up, grabbed the mic from the bride, and uh, said, thanks, Julie, or whatever her name it was, and then throw it out. Hey, who's up for a little comedy? <laughs> Just a test of your true ability to bring a crowd back from the brink of disaster. It's not always about you. No, I know, but I like to make it that way. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 
on 630 Chad.